0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It's good to be together at the beginning of a new week, and when we left off on Friday, we prayed together. I'd like to pick up where we left off in prayer. Please join me. After I pray, we will resume our ongoing dialogue on the providence of God in the life and death of Christ. So stay tuned. Father, our God, thank you for preserving our lives throughout the weekend and bringing us to this new day, breathing, living, and possessing another opportunity to live in your kingdom by your grace and your love for us. We pray at this hour for anyone who is not yet a Christian, this person who has yet to place their faith and trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of all of their sins. We pray your light will burn brightly in them. Jesus, you are the light of the world. Our world is dark. The souls of men and women are dark. Please turn on the light. We pray the gospel will be lived spoken, received, and believed. Only you can save a person from sin, only you. So we pray that as many as you will shall be redeemed. We believe in the providence of God. You are intentionally at work in our lives, even at this very moment, directing our actions all to the praise, honor, and glory of your name. By your providential hand, you have so ordered the circumstances of our lives that Christ presented himself to us, and using the very faith you gave us, we invested that God-given faith in him, and now we can be assured that all of our sins, past, present, and future are forgiven in Christ. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Thank you. Help us now as we make sense of Christ's crucifixion and how this fits under your providence, God. I pray your spirit will walk closely with us, teaching us providence. O Lord, please help me. Who am I that I should teach your word? I am no one special. I'm just clay in the hands of the potter. I'm just an instrument in the hands of the great musician. I am only a tool in the hands of the master craftsman. I pray I will only teach the word and then get out of the way. You accomplish your will with your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as just mentioned in my prayer, we return out of the providence of God and the life and death of Christ, and our text is Acts chapter 2, especially verse 23. This is the Apostle Peter's sermon to the Jews. On Friday, we found the providence of God in verse 22. I will now reread Acts 2, verses 22 to 24, summarize what we have learned thus far, then dive headlong into verse 23, which is awesome. Join me at Acts 2, verses 22 through 24. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst just as you yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Acts chapter 2, verses 22-24 through 24. In verse 22, we found God's providence in the name Jesus the Nazarene. Second, we found God's providence in God being the one who attested Jesus to Peter's listeners. And third, we have learned this about the providence of God in the life of Christ. God the Father is the one who did all the miracles through Jesus. Verse 23 then opens with Peter's declaration This man, and this man is Jesus. As is always the case with any good, God-honoring sermon, Jesus Christ is the focus. Peter does what Paul does. Peter does what the preacher does. We preach Christ, like Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Jesus should be the focus of every sermon you and I hear, and this is the case in Acts chapter 2. This man, Jesus, Peter says, was delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. That's part one. And then Peter continues, You nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. That's part two. And what we will do is to take these one part at a time, because herein is the providence of God. It is God's will that Jesus be crucified. Therefore, God the Father providentially directs the actions of godless men who put Jesus the Son to death. If you stick with us this week, I believe that once you understand this verse, you will capture the essence of providence, especially God's providence over evil and man's sin. But, as always, we start by understanding what the Bible means by what it says. So let's look at part one in these first two words, delivered over. In the Greek language, this means to surrender over to, or to deliver up. In the providence of God, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples of Jesus, betrayed him and delivered Jesus over to Christ's enemies. From the human perspective, Judas surrendered Jesus into the hands of the godless men who killed the Lord. And if you know the Gospels well, then you remember that Judas betrayed Jesus to the Jews, who then delivered Jesus over to the Romans. I will not take time to read those scriptures for us, but this is all as plain as the words on the page when you read about the last days of Christ's earthly life in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You would do well to read these accounts. By the way, this phrase, delivered over, is only used here, just this one time in the entire New Testament. Now, from the human perspective, Judas is the one surrendering or delivering up Jesus. But, really, that is only the providence of God acting in Judas' heart. Because notice that next, Peter never mentions Judas or the Jews or the Romans, for that matter. Instead, remarkably, Peter writes about the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of, wait for it, God. In this first part of Acts 2, verse 23, Peter attributes the death of Christ to God. The Greek word for predetermined is the word from which we get the English word horizon. And it means to mark off a boundary and to determine the predetermined plan. And this word for plan refers directly to God's will, God's design, and God's purpose. Another way to interpret it would be to say God's deliberate wisdom or God's counsel. I like that. And when we pull together the words predetermined and plan, we get this. Jesus died because God planned for him to die. God willed for Christ to die. That is why Jesus died. And when did God plan and will the crucifixion of Christ? The Bible tells us it was before the world began. Listen for just a moment to what Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. There it is. From all eternity. Way, way back in eternity past, God predetermined the plan for Jesus to die for the sins of all people who will ever believe in him. Now that is Second Timothy one: nine, if you would like to read that for yourself. Second Timothy chapter one verse nine further along in the New Testament. Sticking with part 1 of Acts 2, verse 23, we come to this word foreknowledge. Foreknowledge. Jesus was delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. It is crucial we understand what this word means, because this is so often misunderstood, and when it is, then the providence of God is also misunderstood, as is God's sovereignty. When we read that God had foreknowledge of the death of Christ, we might assume this only means that God knew beforehand that Jesus would be crucified. It is like God, way back in eternity, looks all the way down the corridor of time, and he sees Jesus hanging on the cross, and so God has foreknowledge of the crucifixion. He knows it before the rest of us do. But this word means much, much more than that. It means God made the previous determination. God specifically planned. God intentionally made it so that the death of Christ is God's perfect will. God is active in planning for the death of Christ. God is not passive in the death of Christ. As theologian Louis Burkhoff says, this is not simple intellectual foresight or prescience, the mere taking knowledge of something beforehand. This includes the absolute certainty of that future state. And Burckhoff gets it right, as he so often does. You see, God makes it abundantly certain that Jesus will be delivered over to death. It must happen exactly the way it did happen. And you can guess what I am going to say next. The death of Christ is within the providence of God. The death of Christ is within the providence of God. Jesus was no victim. Ah, Just as we get going in the text, our time is up. So please, really please, come on back tomorrow so I can finish saying what needs to be said about this verse, Acts 2.23. We will continue to discover who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at Ministry.org. That's Mark at Ministry.org please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.